Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor at KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's our reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We're going to do something about it. So let's dig in. There's certain things that are hard to forgive after you go through a traumatic event. My traumatic event was burnout. Um, It was so severe and so long in chronic stress that it actually turned out to be a traumatic event in which I have triggers, in which I've had to crawl out of the darkness, lone and afraid, where I basically had to reinvent my whole life. And everyone has or could have a traumatic event in any shape or form. It does not mean that mine is more or less than yours and yours is not more or less than mine. We all have our seasons and lessons that the universe or whatever you believe in is presented to us. There is a factor though during your healing in whatever you're going through in which you have to unlearn. And this I found almost as difficult as those new habits, all those healthy habits that you want to do, all the relationships that you have to overcome or leave, the rhythm of the new routines. Unlearning is basically creating new strong pipelines in your brain, trying to forget the old. And that old is in your core. It's almost impossible to get rid of. You default back to it. That's why when you talk about certain things like communication, people bring all their experiences into that. A social media is a perfect example of that. If you post anything, it's not innocent to proven guilty. It's, it's you're guilty based on whatever comments are coming out of the accuser. And isn't that backwards? Because that accuser is basically using their experiences to shine light in if you're wrong or if you're right. Social media is not really based on facts now, is it? We can certainly share information. It's a huge platform for me, especially out on TikTok. But it's interesting what people will comment on some of my posts that says more about them than about me. And then I realize something, is we all have portions of our life, experience we've had that we have to unlearn, behaviors that have been done to us that we have to unlearn. I'm going to go through a few of these that have kind of surprised me during my burnout recovery and probably any person's recovery as they kind of step into their best self. Once they kind of start crawling out of that pit of despair, these are like the slap in the faces that seem like you can't get over. The six areas that you're going to have to unlearn when recovering. The first one is social expectations. What should you be doing? We learn by observation, watching others. In the internet age and social media, just right there in our hand and our smartphone, it is so bad because that's basically our world all the time. Stoplights, at the grocery checkout line, if you have a moment during a restaurant meal with your friends, you're checking your phone, you're checking that social media, you're checking other people's lives, and it makes you think you're odd, you're abnormal, you're not average because you're not doing what they're doing. At some point, social norms and others' expectations creep in. That's now the new standard that you have to live by. This is how people get defeated, and it's, it's not their own customized success journey. So I even coach leaders and people in burnout, and they're doing amazing things. They are scaling hurdles. They are sprinting. But the moment they see someone that's ahead of them, they discount what they did that day. They discount all their work that they've done the last six months because that person is further. What they don't realize is that person who's further has been on this journey a long time. 
Those people on social media with the big fitness bodies, that did not happen overnight. That happened over three, four years. And some do a great job of sharing their journey and how long it is, but what they don't realize is they're seeing the current chapter. They're not seeing the first three chapters that are ugly and raw and real. I share that, and it's slightly painful to share it, so I know why a lot of social media influencers don't want to share it. Why do you want to share the ugly of your life? You want to share the wins and the successes and the, the attaboys and the attagirls, the things you're proud of. I don't like to share my low points, but I know it's necessary in order for people in the darkness to see that there is light at the end, if they're willing to choose it. So these social expectations of what you should be doing is the expectations that they are striving for, or you might be striving for, but it's put there by someone else. I've worked in HR for 16 years, and there's something specific about the science trades, in which if their parents are in the science trades, like the medical field or the engineering field, it is highly likely that one or more of their kids is going to be in the medical field, is going to be an engineer. This is probably similar for teachers as well that you see. It's the world they live in, so therefore, that is the standard. Unlearning societal expectations is difficult. It's surrounding you daily. On the low days, you will give in to what others are doing. I can be on a very big health kick for weeks, feeling great, having no liver symptoms, skin issues, really effective and timely periods, no mood swings, hair's not falling out, stress is bouncing off of me, my armor is built, and then I'll go out with certain friends and I'll eat crap food. I'll even eat gluten, in which my gut just like repulses, like in the bathroom within hours, and I'll still eat gluten if I'm out with certain people. You will give in to what others are doing. I also don't like to drink very much. I don't feel good the next day. I obviously have some liver issues I'm still recovering for. It's a lot of damage I did to my liver in that burnout stress state. And if everyone's drinking, I will have a drink. Or maybe two, or maybe three. And then I'll be good without being around those certain people. On these low days, you will give in to what others are doing. So the first one is social expectations of what you should be doing. They're going to drive a lot of your story. You're going to have to unlearn that. A lot in my burnout coaching and my burnout courses and workshops, we really work on the vision of where you want to go and how you're going to surround yourself with that portion of your life so that all that social expectation doesn't creep in and defer you a different route. The second one is not celebrating your wins. So many of us have progress that you take a moment where you had some big progress or change today, and it's actually a huge gain, but you discount it. Because someone you've seen on social media or your work peer or your friend had a bigger win. Or you feel guilty that you had a win and other people are having, you know, failures today. There was a workshop participant, and maybe she's even listening today. And she said, I can't start. I mean, where do you start? She had so many things she wanted to work on. And I said, aren't you here today? It was a huge conference. There's about eight speakers going on, all great speakers. And she chose to sit in my burnout prevention workshop, workshop in which I lay out a recovery plan to start stepping into it. She could have spent that hour in one of the other seven type of compliance or company type of workshops that were available, but she came to my burnout prevention one. And why that's important is personal development isn't fun sometimes. It's not great to look in the mirror. That means 
After that, you have to choose to do the work, which is never fun. It's not the fun stuff. It's easier to point fingers right at someone else. It's easier to do work things than do, than do personal growth. So I had to remind her, aren't you spending time on yourself today for one hour and you did not do that before? And she nodded her head and many others around her nodded her head. We forget that every chapter you read in that personal development book is a gain, whether you finish that book or not. Every podcast episode that you listen to, such as this one, is a gain, whether it's 15 minutes or 50 minutes, whether it's one time or five times, you are moving forward. So celebrate those wins. You're doing more than yesterday. You're doing more than last month. You're doing more than last year. Never discount that. Celebrate every win. Those small wins build up to big transformation. I didn't think all my small wins mattered. And I look at myself today and I'm like, holy cow, I don't even recognize you sometimes. I've even had people say that to me. And in a positive nature for once, it's been negative many, many times. But now people are like, wow, I can't believe how far you've come. I can't believe it either. So number two is not celebrating the wins. You have to unlearn that type of mentality. You celebrate every win. I don't even care if you're in your rear rear mirror in your car before you're going into work and you did that morning routine or you only had one coffee instead of three or you went to bed on time and you actually like read last night instead of Netflix and chill and you slept great and you feel great this morning. You look in that rear rear mirror and you said, I didn't watch Netflix last night and I read and I feel great today. Celebrate that win. So number two, uh, number two difficult thing to unlearn is not celebrating those wins. So make sure you do that. Number three is many high performers or caregivers and those in the burnout state are silent about their struggles. We don't want to burn at anyone. I remember the first thing my boss said when I put in my resignation, I put in a two month notice because I was basically dying. He talked about stripping many of my duties, hiring a lot of people. How are we going to work this out so I could stay? But at that point, my health was so bad, I just needed to exit. And then he said, how the hell did this happen? And he looked me straight in the eye. We talked every day. We saw each other every day. We talked about, um, about many difficult things over the last 10 years that I was there, but not at that scale. Processing conflict through silence is not processing at all. I thought I was doing them a favor. I was a younger female in the manufacturing environment. They were all older males, their kids basically grown and out of the house. I thought it would have been a burden for me to talk about my struggles with traveling all over for our sensory kids services or when a sick kid is at home and I'm also trying to work and do conference calls and keep up with that type of workload. I didn't ask for help. I just did. But the problem was, is because I wasn't processing it, I wasn't asking for support, I wasn't asking for help, I was internalizing it, burying it deep in the body. And the problem with that is the body won't forget. It eventually comes up as chronic disease, aches, pains, gut issues. I know this. I know this even from working in HR, and I still went silent. I know this now, and I still sometimes find myself not processing emotions stressful situations or relationship conflict. I'm the people pleaser. I'm the smiler. Unlearning the silence response is an ongoing journey. I'm on this for a year and a half as of today when this podcast is released and I'm still unlearning that behavior. Like anything, the more you are aware of this tendency, the faster to recognize it when it happens and get ahead of it. 
So I might go silent, but then if it's still bothering me the next 24 hours, I'll reapproach it, approach it with that person. If something happened that really bothers me and the next day I wake up and my guts hurt, I'll make sure that I take care of it through working out, meditation, journaling, or a different behavior the next time that it comes up. A commitment to change. So if you are the high performer, the caregiver, or someone in burnout, I want you to know that silence, that you think you're helping people, not burdening them with your, as I called it, baggage, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. And because you serve so many, when you fall, many, many other people you support will fall. So it's actually really important that you're not internalizing and you're processing these type of emotions and, and not going the silencing route. So the third unlearn unlearning behavior is the silence behavior. Number four, avoidance of issues through overproductivity. Wow, does anyone else feel that? Busy body. Like I said, I've been on this journey for about a year and a half of healing, and it takes me every ounce of energy to sit and stare at a wall. Now, am I getting better at it? Yep. I can sit on the deck and have like two cups of coffee in the morning, maybe even a water, depending what the kids are doing, and not think about yard work, everything I have to do that day, picking up the kids' toys that they're throwing around the yard. I can just sit there. But being over, that's because I knew that being over-controlling and a busybody in one area of my life was a sign that I was avoiding actual conflict or turmoil in the other parts. So if work was really crazy and I was always overwhelmed, I would just stay busy at home. I would just keep going nonstop until I went to bed. And if things were going crazy at home where we were running or there was kid drama and behaviors that I was having difficulty with, I would have my hands in all the pots at work. If you've ever felt like you can't sit still by yourself with no other stimulation, no music, no TV on, no smartphone, no tablet, no one even by your side. It's the nasty stuff that starts creeping up on you that you've been burying with busy work the last couple of years. They start to creep up into your thoughts, into your mind. And so you suffocate it back down. So I want you to make time to process those buried bones that you're slowly unlearning, such as those avoidance techniques through the busy work. Sometimes you think you're healing, but you're just really distracted. I thought that I was healed last year at this time, but I was still so busy with my business, with healing and, and trying to convert all the learning over to training content that I was actually distracting myself to truly move forward, allow the space for processing. So the fourth thing to unlearn is avoidance of issues through overproductivity. Number five is since people in burnout are usually serving many others in some capacity or another, boundaries are gray. We let others push our schedules around, fill up precious time, or we feel selfish. Have you ever tried to eat lunch and someone steps into your office? You're not going to send them away. You're going to have that conversation. Or you're walking out to the gym or to lunch and someone catches you for just a moment to talk to you and it turns into 20 minutes and there goes your lunch break. But keep in mind on those days that you're not that you're feeling that you're not serving that you're not serving others, you can't pour in someone else's cup if yours is empty. I I usually ate lunch during meetings. 
And when I wanted to go to the gym, sometimes I would get caught on the sidewalk out to my car. We would talk about something work-related for 20 minutes. And then basically that time was gone. So then I would just go back in <laughs> and go back to work. I mean, think about how amazing you could serve others when your cup is full. When you're taking that personal self-care time. When at the end of the night, instead of mending the holes for the fifth time on your kid's pants, that you actually took some moment with your partner to talk. Or to sit and stare at that wall. Or read that book. Or maybe even just go to bed. Guess what? Those kids' pants will be there tomorrow. And you'll feel much better tomorrow that you might even whip it out in a minute or less instead of staring at the hole in the pants for 15 minutes. I've done that. I've been sewing kids' broken clothes and not even know what I'm doing. Because I'm so tired. The most unproductive thing you can do. So make sure that you're actually establishing healthy boundaries and you're respecting them. If you feel bad, maybe it's time to have a conversation with those that constantly interrupt or push those boundaries and say, I'm trying to work on a few things. It's very difficult. And so you could help me by, when you see me in my workout clothes, let me exit. Or if you see me eating lunch, say, I'll come back later. Again, proactive conversations. So the fifth one to unlearn is when you're serving others, boundaries are gray. So make sure that your cup is full before you pour into others. This brings us to the last but not least unlearning area. Not spending more time on others than yourself. Whew, that takes effort. I still have not mastered this. I'm not looking to master it, but I am very aware. That's my small step and my wins to celebrate as I work towards that. Start small and build up. Block off time in your calendar for just you, your hobbies, your social life, you time. I don't care if you go in the bath. I don't care if you go exercise. I don't care if you read, do a puzzle, paint, just sit in the laundry room but not do laundry, just away from everyone. Don't underestimate that staring at the wall. It's a beautiful thing when you can get there. Know that it's not your job to heal everything that enters your life. Oof. That's a hard one for me, especially as a burnout guide. The many emails I get about people and their journey, it's hard for me to not jump into that. I can guide them. I can coach them. But I need to make sure that I also have that line, that I can't be up till midnight healing everyone. You can't be in charge of everyone's happiness. And you can't be the primary subject in someone's happiness. They have to be happy first. Certainly you can be there for support to coach them, to help them along the way. But it is not your primary job to heal everyone. Disconnecting from some of those threads will be challenging. There's no doubt. But you will eventually unlearn taking on everyone else's weighted backpack. I love hearing people's journeys. I love hearing hearing how they're healing and, and the new tools they found out that I haven't even discovered yet. It's a conversation I love to have after conferences and workshops. I stay quite a while after those presentations. But I have learned to not take those weighted backpacks with me home. If they want to follow up with me, they have my email and their contact information and we can catch up another time. But I no longer stay up late nights thinking about the stories and the people that I met. I certainly remember them, but I'm not creating plans for them when I don't even know if I'm going to talk to them ever again. I can't heal everyone, and I want you to know that you can't heal everyone. You can be someone's support. You can be a light in their rainy day. You can provide them with tools and techniques that have helped for you 
but you do not need to carry their weighted backpack. Unlearning is exhausting. And I know you're already on a tiring journey. I'm exhausted. I'm not a I'm not in burnout anymore, but man, I am exhausted. But the beautiful afterwave of breaking these old patterns when you truly start stepping into your best self is worth it. It's it's one that you're aware and moving from this zombie mode back to energy, not just for tomorrow, not just for this year, but for the long haul. I know you're not lazy. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here working on self-growth. Piecing together the puzzle is half the adventure, and finding energy towards your new habits is the other. Do not underestimate the strength in your actions. Check out videos on burnout tools to move from zombie mode to liveliness on my website. See you soon.